Hello and welcome to the Pro Detailer Podcast. We are on the road again and we have come all the way to sunny Daventry. Uh, and here we've come to the uh, headquarters of Maguire's in the UK and we are joined by none other than Mr. Dale Masterman. How's it going? All going well. Um, and uh, we're also joined by lovely Ian. We have someone had to drive. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. We got here after about nearly two hours of, of getting stuck behind caravans. Yeah, the fosses. Uh, it's it's not getting any better, is it? No, you need a faster car. You think with all the, the with all the diesel price at the moment, the caravans have just gone off and died somewhere? <laughs> no, not a chance. You can, you can pray. It's the caravan bypass. That's, <laughs> that's what the fuss is. Well, we uh, decided we want to come up here because it's been a good few years since we were last up here. And the last time it was for a like prototype training day. Uh, and then uh, YouTube fans, you will see that uh, I interviewed Dale. It must have been 2017, I think, when we had issue seven come out, which had your Crown Vic on the front cover. Correct. There's a copy over there, I believe. Um, yeah, that was a fantastic time. So the, the Crown Vic was the first kind of Maguire show car. Um, and from there, things may have spiraled a bit out of control with regards <laughs> to making cars. And, and Somebody gave you an eBay account and a glass of red wine, didn't they? Yes. Uh, to you. <laughs> and then when, when it wasn't bad enough that me and Tom were building cars together, someone decided, hey, let's, let's let them both build their own cars mm -hmm. uh, for the show. So, yeah, it kind of spiraled a little bit out of control there. Well, a uh, new feature that we are putting in the magazine is like a kind of a, uh, not a write-up, like a little feature on manufacturer show cars for each issue. So uh, we're here partially to shoot your lovely Mercedes mm -hmm. uh, and a rather racier Renault 5 than what we've got, which incidentally is still for sale if you want a, a bone stock, <laughs> 1.4 litre Renault 5. Uh, and um, we're also obviously doing this podcast and we'll be looking at some of your other show cars. Yes. Um, but what I wanted to talk about, first of all, is just do an introduction to who, who is Dale? How did you get here, Dale? Who are you? Who am yes. I? It's a question I look at myself hard in the mirror and say, who is this person? No, so I'm, I'm Dale Masterman. Um, I've now been at Maguire's for just over seven years. I am a marketing marketing executive slash uh, social media lead. And then there's like subtitles underneath that. Uh, product trainer, product tester. Well, you've done courses now. You're saying over lockdown, you took the opportunity. So now you, I mean, I'm surprised you don't have square spectacles and sort of little hit the tash. I've got or patches on my elbows, on my jacket and everything. I'm an intellect. <laughs> um, so no, yeah, so... Uh, I've, like I said, I've been here for seven years, just over seven years now. Previous to that, I was a paint sprayer for 10 years, came out of school, zero qualifications, went straight into the family business. Um, I built a show car that Maguire's used on their stand for shows and events. And then from there, I which, kind of... Which one? It was a new Beetle. It was a, oh, yeah. a new Beetle back in the day. Everyone was... Uh, I have this... <laughs> I have to be awkward and different at any point in my life. So everyone at that point was building Mark V Golfs or Lupo GTIs or 9M Polo. And so I was like, I'm going to build a Beetle and it's going to be the new Beetle. It's not going to be a cool one. Um, so I kind of fell in love the band, with the brand and detailing in general. And I was telling you guys earlier, I kind of really fell in love with Maguire's when I worked a wax stock for a company called uh, Bears Wax Factory. Yep. And I saw the huge, back, back then, Maguire's, they took their six by three tents, two of them, and made like a big L shape or just a huge stand. And they had like obviously live demoing. And I saw the guys walk past the stand and they all had the, like the uniforms on and all the gear and the big trolleys full of products. And I was like, I already like the brand. You know, I like car care. I like playing with products and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, that's... That's the goal. That's where and you want to be, yeah. So I I sent, as you do, as a young, keen person that wants to move on in life, I just sent a random message to the Facebook page. I didn't know if it was the UK one or the US one. <laughs> Give me a job. I want a job. I know car care. <laughs> I was rejected. Um, 
so from there, it, from my first rejection to me actually starting on, you know, coming into the office as a paid employee of my oh, wife's, without the police being called, without the police being yeah. called, was two years exactly two years, and I kept that rejection email just as motivation. <laughs> but in between that time, I was like, right, well, I, I've learned my lesson. I can't just ball up and say, give me a job because yep. that's not how life works. <laughs> so I would stay behind after hours and watch Maguire's videos and learn about machine polishing, detailing my own car. And I was like, I'm going to give myself purpose. I'm going to give them a reason for me to exist within their world. Um, I started having my car on their stand at shows after pestering Tom, like, um, let me be on the stand, let me be on the stand. I'd even come for my own day in the bay. Um, and I started, you know, knowing a lot about the brand and the product. So when I was there with my car in a stand at shows i could help people with technical questions that maybe some of the other guys didn't at the time so they then brought me on part-time to help at shows and events i remember my first one was working with tom at a hot rod show and then i'd do like an mx5 owners day then moving up to the big nec classic motor show which is mm. for us the biggest show of the year and i was just like the whole it's a family business um and i was like this this is this is what i want and I was lucky enough that a position in the marketing office came came uh, came available, mm -hmm. and I sent a CV over of my two things that I've done in life. <laughs> and luckily, you know, obviously the brand knew me. I still had to come for an interview. I was uh, about to say you, you kind of did all your training on your own shilling correct. beforehand. Yeah, 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 I put the groundwork in, and my interview was I had to make a pitch to Halfords in a PowerPoint presentation of a product that didn't exist and the reason why the brand should surely you just say you've got 300 years credit and you've got 150 percent margin yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take that so i did a whole presentation about fluffy drying towels because mcguire's at the time they had their chamois leather and the waffle weave yeah. um water magnet i was like what's the one thing in my kit bag that isn't mcguire's mm -hmm. and it was a fluffy drying towel so i did a whole presentation about that and the next day i was um offered offered a position a position yeah. yeah and it was probably one of the best days of my life Cool. So they actually gave you a job in the end. I've just got, I've just got, I've just got this image of you turning up. He's got his own key card. He's yeah. definitely turning up one day, just casually put on a Maguire shirt, you know, just <laughs> stand in. around the coffee, just start talking to people, blend in, yeah. take over a desk, a computer, get a log on, mm. and eventually they just yeah. won't notice yeah. anymore. Just find somebody who's it. quiet in the office. You sit there, throw it, put them in the filing cabinet, <laughs> put and just take in the bathroom. Exactly. Yeah. It's like um, you know those videos you can get in anywhere with a ladder and a high vis. Yeah. yeah. You walk into any car show with a Maguire shirt on, on confidence, and you, you yeah. can go. I, I remember me and uh, Paul Kitchen who used to work here. We were at the NEC show, and there was a like meet and greet behind the Discovery Channel stage. Um, and we'll, we like to go after hours around the NEC show because it's so big. And mm. when you go around is when you get your best photos for social media. And it's like playing cat and mouse with the security guards Correct. as well. Exactly that. And we knew that all these cool cars were going to be in this meet and greet behind the stage after hours. So I purposely just put my kit bag on my shoulder and told the security guard that I was there to maintain the yeah. cars and look after them. We walked straight in, looked at some cars, had some canapes. Shook some hands. You're absolutely right. It is confidence. And particularly now, <laughs> yeah. so the most recent one, we we met there, um, which was the restoration show. Yeah. And again, they have live stage that you've got sort of Mike Brewer fronting exactly. the whole yeah. thing and Hansted and, and various other celebs. But because there are so many celebs, I've got the press pass, mm -hmm. which gets you Every, most of the way. It's God pass. It is. It's kind of useful, I have mm -hmm. to admit. It does. It, it's the bowels I get from the security guards. <laughs> and the fact yeah. they let you out of the side door so you can vape um, outside mm -hmm. and then go all the way around to the entrance is, yeah. is a sort of small privileges that we get. Um, but there, if oh, you, they don't let you into the private garden. 
No. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, have you not been past. to the private garden? Oh, dear. Oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, it's awkward. It's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was a private garden. Um, but anyway, and the um, and that, that backstage area that they have, mm-hmm. they do. They have all the cars lined up there, and you can you can just walk straight yes. in if you yeah. do it with the right confidence and, and just wave a pass. It doesn't matter what. It could be your bus pass. It doesn't matter if yeah. you do it with confidence. You're in. And the key with any car show is be that one person that isn't being horrible to the security people. Yes. Um, because they have a, typically they don't, they're not paid by the show, they're paid by the venue. Yep. So they have a set amount of rules. It's there. It's what they do weekend, weekend out. And they have these people that are really pumped up about working a show. They don't, you know, we do up to 40 shows a year. We're used to this. So if you're that one person that is respectful, learns their name, you mm. know, ask them how their day is going rather than just moaning at them about your day. They'll actually, they will help you out. Mm. Oh, um, no, they're, they're mostly lovely. I, yeah. I try and keep Give some a cheeky food. wink every now and then. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. 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 keep body contact down to a minimum. <laughs> a few though. air fresheners and some samples. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they, they, can be, they can be bright. They can be bright. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they might work in the security. We've been, but... Many times we've had our first van in to, to pack down um, mm. through such methods. Ah, I see. Well, because we've just both come back, obviously, from Waxdog. Yes. And Waxdog is, at the end of Waxdog, is van wars. <laughs> and everybody gets back. And what happens is the inexperienced go down there without the special pass you Correct. get just minutes beforehand. Although I got in without one. How? You see, yeah, you're, you're, you're pro <laughs> I'm at this. Pro, I'm, I'm, I'm in a rented van. I'm security guarded air fresheners. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. smell good this year. Um, and yeah, and then you, you, you kind of get let off in, in rows, and then you have to race two abreast to get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a non-contact sport because I didn't take out the extra insurance in our rental van this time, yeah. so I was uh-huh. very careful. But yeah, no, in previous years it's got pretty pretty serious. Chaotic. People yeah. have nearly died. There's been yeah some mm. I've observed. Yes, we 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 know moments. it. We're not talking about it no. because <laughs> we know who's involved. Yes. But, but, but seriously, people nearly died. Um, but anyway, enough of enough of van aside. Um, so we know how you got into Maguire's. Um, what now in, in terms of the, the roles, you, you kind of came in originally very much as a kind of the, the Dale in the Bay sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I did there? Yes, yeah, yes yeah. I like it. Um, but, but then when the lockdown happened, all the rest of it, you went off, got some formal quals mm-hmm. and then have come back now and you're head of, head honcho of all social media for Megs UK. Mm-hmm. You started the Megs glo- accidentally, but started the Megs <laughs> Global Tiki Toki. Yes, for all those teenage girls. Yep, or with all those teenage girls. I <laughs> can't remember. With, no. Not with, sadly. Oh, <laughs> we, we're capturing the first-time drivers. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the official term. Grooming, you mean? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I want to talk about social media because that is kind of that's your it's go-to. My life. Yeah, it's yeah. everything. And and particularly, wasn't just to give a bit of background. Uh, most of you will know that Megs is owned by 3M. Now, 3M Correct. is a corporate conglomerate. The size is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and previously, Megs has had your, you know, very much your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had an element of free reign. I imagine America pulled the odd string, but but you essentially said, hey, just sell products, boys. Yeah. Um, whereas now, 3M, you would have to have a special PowerPoint presentation about what this thing's, and you're, and you're very kind of corporate. Yes. Yeah, things have... We're slowly um, but surely being more integrated into the world of 3M now. Luckily, nothing to do with our products. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way, you know, there, it's a big brother thing. And being part of 3M allows us to build show cars, allows us to go to Festival of Speed, allows us to do more things, obviously with more financial backing. But with that comes some, yes, but here's some red tape. Yeah. Um, so there's things, you know, the past few years we've been very much kind of kind of hip firing our, yeah. our social media and and the things we do and then as things got bigger and videos were getting bigger and the attention on us was getting bigger um free and we're very much noticing that and then with that now especially our youtube um there's now more rules and regulations on how we make content and it's, it's weird things so 
I, I, you're so optimistic about this, which is mm. great to see. If it was me, I'd, I'd probably have already, you know, gone 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 into the head office with a rolling pin or something. But um, things like, in, just in terms of the make and model of cars, you're not allowed Correct. to be seen to be promoting a particular brand of car or anything like that. No, exactly that. So now when we have our Days in the Bay, if you look at Days in the Bay in the past, it was the hook, the, the car was the hook. Mm. Uh, we're he- here we are detailing... Oh, you're being, you're being modest, Dale. No, no, no. <laughs> the, here we are detailing this person's car. Oh, by the way, here's some products. Yeah. Um, so it's very much um, car first, process process next. Now we can't say we now have uh, Mitsubishi. Um, you, well, you would never be saying this. No. Unless <laughs> no. things have gone very, very <laughs> down. down. Um, we definitely can't say that. Um, At least it would have got here. Yeah. Because I hear damn sight question with all the Mercedes, but anyway, yeah. So we we, we cannot show logos. We yeah. we cannot save the brand name of the car because we don't have permission uh, from that brand to do that. Now, to get that permission, you would have to contact the brand themselves, go through many, you know, yeah, hoops it's a, and, it's and ridiculous though because you're effectively promoting their thing. And, Correct. And what I find particularly difficult is, and and you said that I'm kind of stealing what we talked mm-hmm. about before on the microphone, so it makes me sound like. I kind of know what I'm talking about when obviously I don't, but it was the, um, you sell car care products to car guys, as opposed to a lot of companies that sell car detailing products to car detailing fans. Yeah. And I have met detailers who aren't particularly into cars. They're into detailing, mm-hmm. but you're very much the other way around. So having being kind of hamstrung by not being able to say, Hey, look, we've got this, you know, RAR yeah. Impreza in here, which would immediately bring in thousands of people, my sort of age, mm-hmm. You know, let's say that you, I suppose, it has to be product led, which suddenly seems like an advert. Exactly, and that's the hard part. And it, I guess, it frames defense is very much how I started this conversation. The car was the hook, mm. um, and I'm guess someone, if they're in a bad mood, that works for you know Mitsubishi or Ford or something well, they like would that. Be. I mean, they would just want to be Subaru, <laughs> don't they? They're like, right, well, that brand Maguire is trying to sell their hybrid ceramic wax off the using off. one of our brand new. Yeah cars so i get it i understand this mm. is the way the world works so for me the the content had to change and it had to be processed first so how do we how do we talk about our products in a accessible cool way yes you can tell the car we're working on mm-hmm. anyone that knows that car knows what the car is we just can't lean on logos and- but i think the doing it process that is the sensible solution to this mm-hmm. because the danger is you say right we're going to use uh, this video is about gold class shampoo yeah well I mean, I'm I'm into my detailing, but I still wouldn't, you know, get out of bed to watch a, a thing about gold class shampoo. However, if you had a question like how to use yes. a wash and wax shampoo, kind of done generically, first mm-hmm. of all, you're not thinking this is an advert. Second of all, it's got more of a pull. And third of all, from an SEO point of view, and bear in mind that Google and YouTube are one and the same. So when you search, you know, people majoritively ask Google questions. So if you have a video or content that is answering a question, you're going to go up and up the, the ranks. So instead of gold class shampoo is how to use gold class shampoo mm-hmm. or how to use car shampoo. That's going to be gold. Isn't That's it? the flip. Now, um, all of our content will be question based. Yep. Um, because <laughs> just why, just why? why? Yeah. Just why, <laughs> why Maguire? So I think it's a philosophy channel. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and it's, I very much try and run our social media on how I personally use um, social media. That's a risk, though. I, I do that, but then I realise, actually, not everybody else is me. And we're targeting, I, mean, I hate to say it, but we're targeting a younger audience Correct. now. Um, but in the way, so, you know, when we look at YouTube, okay, well, YouTube is, for a lot of us, a manual. Mm-hmm. It's um, whenever, if you were setting up these mics for the first time, you'd Google uh, YouTube how to lock, set up these mics. When I lock myself in a cupboard, how do you unlock How do I get out? Help yeah. me. Yeah. And then it's the same when making videos for Instagram. 
if I'm personally on my own Instagram, if I see something that looks like an advert, I've got more chance of scrolling past it. Yep. If I see something that looks like it's made by someone that has the same interest as me, that's having a bit of fun, that's having a yeah. bit of fun, I've got more chance of um, watching it. It's the same way that our, one of our top performing categories at the moment is product collections. Like it's the most corporate thing in the world. It's racks with our products on. Oh, but detailers love it. So they it's, love. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's that same headspace. That, well, I don't want to call it the the OCD thing. Yeah, 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 that's better. It, it and and it is that whole. I had it as a kid when eating cereal. Didn't much like cereal. Ate tons of it just to get the little the toy. toy things that were going mm-hmm. there. So I had the full collection. Yeah. I always got the same bloody one repeatedly. <laughs> Never <laughs> got eating the, the toy as well. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So so my. I really try and embrace that. And, you know, showing products on a shelf is the most corporate thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But you shoot it with some dark, you know, hardly any lighting. Our our products are very colourful. Yeah. We, we've kind of moved away from everything being black. Um, shiny, shiny labels. Shiny things, thing, yeah. exactly. And, yeah, that, that just hits home for us. So it, it was a great chance to press the reset button. Okay, mm-hmm. well, here's the challenge. We can't change that. I can sit there and argue, but nothing's going to change. So how do I make corporate cool content and that's the world that i live in at the moment did you ever consider using cars instead that are no longer in that are no longer running and no longer owned? so there's like westfield westfield have gone under <laughs> have they when did that happen uh last week i didn't hear start using westfield for everything and no one can do anything to you yeah so we've got money for lawyers so it's the it's the 25 year rule so if a car's a car model is older than 25 years there is a slight leeway there. Alvis, hang on, is that a rule for 3M or is that a, a, a natural rule? It's like law? a general kind of like rule I've been told within this world. That's but, awesome. But okay. the hard yeah. part is the logo never changes. Predominantly on cars, the logos normally stay the same. True. Um, so that's the property that that's why Dis- Disney keep on re-releasing uh, old Mickey Mouse cartoons so they maintain the IP rights over Mickey Mouse because that would have long since fallen right. into public okay. domain. Oh, Disney, okay. don't sue me. <laughs> <laughs> That's again. <laughs> you can't go back to Disneyland ever again. <laughs> Fantasia is not true. Um, so uh, let's talk about the different channels because the one thing which intrigued me is you set up, correct me if I'm wrong, but you set up the TikTok for Megs UK and basically Megs Global said, hang on, you're onto something here. Having originally said you just wanted to basically put your video in among teenage girls jumping up and down doing little dances. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't Did my original video? pitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're always looking at that. We're very comfortable within the age group of 25 to 35 and, mm-hmm. and over. What are we doing to talk to the next generation of car owners? You know, where are they? Yeah. Um you know, 60% of um, people on TikTok are from the ages of, six, you know, 15 to 21. That's, yeah. that's the audience. Barely legal. You know, <laughs> I'm a I'm a Instagram native person. You know, I, I joined Instagram when Instagram was a new thing. Wait, hang on, you and I are about the same age, I thought. I'm 34. No, 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 we're not about the same. Okay, well, fair enough, because I started off on Facebook and Instagram's still a bit alien to me. I still accidentally <laughs> add myself to a story and, and it just goes terribly wrong. I started off on MySpace. Did yeah. you, though? I did, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't have friends at that particular point in my life, so I didn't really see the point. My partner sent me on my MySpace page. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Did you have your playlist going? Yeah, in the top ten tracks. My my track on there was the Ian Brown FEAR song. Oh yeah, and that's what I've got tattooed on my knuckles. Um, that's what upset. I got got obsessed with wordplay and stuff like because that whole song is every word is FEAR for right. everything a reason you know everything like that, and that's what start me off on making cappy um cappy um short snappy captions and stuff mm-hmm. like that and obsessing with like playing with things and taking them to something else but anyway we don't no, that's cool that's um, cool. 
yeah, so TikTok for us was a chance to speak to the younger audience mm. and a new fun way to make content. Obviously, it's video based. What's good about detailing products? There's a beginning, there's a middle, and there's an end. Mm-hmm. How do I make that in 15 seconds? Because if you make a video that's longer than 15 seconds, that's it, you're done. Um, so, yeah. So or we, you do one of those really irritating videos that says, wait till the end. Wait till the end. It's coming. Yeah, wait and then the nothing end. happens. And then it stops yeah. Maybe I'll just watch it again just in case I missed something. Yeah. Don't, I did a video. I'm, I'm gone. I just put a vi- I just put the bucket in front of a tap and turned the tap on. And it was like really high videos of people just watching the water go into the bucket. Well, that's um um SNM. Yeah, no, that's it. Not SNM. <laughs> definitely not that. Yeah, no, I did, these things all confuse me. It's like I signed up to not Uber. Not you put your head in the bucket first. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, my sister signed me up to Uber. Well, she said she'd sign me up to Uber. Turns out it was Grinder. I mean, the pickup was quick, but the ride wasn't what I expected. Um, but yeah, so anyway, um, the, the this, this is the whole thing about video nonsense that people mm-hmm. will watch, and it is mesmerizing yes. how people do do this sort of thing. Do you? How do you translate that into actual sales? I can understand brand awareness, mm-hmm. but does anybody watch you filling your bucket and then buy your wax as a consequence? That you can't. You can't unless you do a paid campaign where it's a click to buy. Yeah, and it's track them. It's every marketer buy. wants to say that they sell lots and lots of product. Yeah, um, but what we can do is track brand activity um, and and utilize that. So we look at points where detailing as a whole is most active and and, and like actively put posts during that time period. And generally, brand activity is online as well as it is financial. So typically, if you put uh, social media stats and financial stats together. They, they mirror some, each they, other. They mirror, yeah. they mirror each other. So, you know, there's times where, you know, you have to think about when people are keying their cars. So during the, the end of the year and the start of the year, everything's very slow and very like, chilled out. And then towards this time of year is when you get the, the peak. Mm. So I would love to say that I'm, when I do a, an Airbomb video that's had, it's uh, 13.3 million views. Jeez. Um, and that's just me setting off an Airbomb in a Jag. That's it. Um, I think I was one of those 13. <laughs> so so you to you need to revise your stats down. <laughs> so like I say, it'd be great to say that I've helped sell product. Mm. Um, but for me, it's all brand awareness. It's seeing the growth of the following. It's more people knowing the brand. I suppose more than anything, it's getting the, um, getting the brand, getting the imagery, getting the logo in people's minds. So when they're standing in say Halford's wherever, correct. looking at also Glim and Maguire's next to each other, mm-hmm. they go, Oh, these guys were fun. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to get this instead, exactly. which again is is an in, an intangible from a social tracking mm-hmm. point of view, but it's it, it's part of the whole marketing exactly that. Right. And my natural obsession is like numbers and dates and things like that. So working in social media really feeds yeah, <laughs> feeds, feeds that addiction. addiction. Yeah. So every every Monday I track our kind of weekly growth. I track the most popular styles of post. Um, what got us the most reach and everything like that. And because you might as well just keep feeding the beast what it likes. Mm-hmm. So there's products that we have to talk about that aren't as big hitting, but they're still necessary. So I like to back things up that aren't big hitters with stuff that will work. Because, um, you know, for me, I run, there's three different, if we use Instagram, Instagram for me is the coffee table book of Maguire's. Mm-hmm. So it's where like the cool photography goes. I was about to say the photos, your, your, your photography on the Instagram feed particularly is really, really, and I'm speaking here as a, as a kind of photographer, mm-hmm. so it's awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so it's where, you know, it's, it's detailed but brief. Um, and there's, I, I run on, you know, there's the famous kind of like you have your like magnet, you have your promotion, and you have your education. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Promotion and education are, are essential for the brand. Are they the biggest light magnets? Probably not. 
Um, so I then support it with things that will work. It kind of speed boats through and guides everything with it. Um, so that's pretty much how I structure. It, and you've got an interesting balance to, to keep with the Meg's brand because, so back in the day you were saying, I mean, Meg's been around since the 1800s and it was doing, I mean, not you personally. <laughs> oh no, I was there, the black and white pictures, I'm in the back. I thought so. so. That was me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was kind of furniture products and bits like that, <laughs> yes. wasn't it? And then, but it wasn't until the 60s that you did retail. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, uh, Autoglim, I think, was 65. Uh, quite a few others came in the late 50s, early 60s. They sort of appeared names that we now know are kind of, you know, household names. Mm-hmm. But you have this kind of, uh, originally it was very much, you've got the professional range, you know, 105, 205 have yeah, been the Miraglaze, store for Miraglaze yeah. for a long time. Now that with the kind of the expansion of the, consumer side of the market and there are many more brands you've also got the expansion of the professional side many new entrants coming from all over the world it's it's a it's a much busier marketplace mm-hmm. and you've very much targeted the consumer with a slight overlap into the prosumer but yep. not not the professional that's not really an, an ambition no. and what's interesting though is you were talking about surviving on facebook and we we've had lots of shared experiences mm-hmm. and we we're talking in fact it was ian who came up with this idea of a spectrum between a normal person a karen and a troll and it just sort of goes down and how you mm-hmm. cope with these people um but it is it is tricky when you're trying to push products that somebody should be able to pick off off the shelf and use pretty much without reading the instructions and, and speaking to autoglim they said that's the same thing they, they have to make products that people can use without mm-hmm. looking at the instructions whereas some of the professional products you use without the instructions trust me i've drunk enough you're of gonna them. have a bad day yeah yeah seriously you don't it, it or it's very very good <laughs> yeah, <laughs> depending yeah. on how you use it followed by a short life ignorance um, is bliss <laughs> um but yeah and and so hitting the right notes on your social media and not wanting to look like you know tiktok is kind of light-hearted it's fun yeah. and that's really important you're saying how putting the fun into detailing is really key because that's why enthusiasts do detailing mm-hmm. you know if they wanted a clean car they could just take it to somebody yes. um but at the same time keeping that kind of dignified professional we've been around for a hundred and something years don't you know sort of a- approach mm-hmm. and also educating people that was interesting i love doing educational posts but people don't on the whole like you know we've got our stalwart of people who will follow mm-hmm. it but they're very they're a limited audience in terms of the stuff that hits big, not that we have loads that hits big, but it's always the facile, silly stuff that we do by accident. And suddenly they find that funny. And I'm like, I did a three hour lecture yep. on the importance of your twill of your microfiber and nobody watched it. <laughs> um, so yeah. How do you, how do you keep it fun, but professional? So for me, uh, Facebook, um, when I kind of laid out, when I kind of took over the overlord of, of, of our <laughs> social media, um, I looked at each platform differently. Um, we talked earlier about YouTube being a manual. That's mm-hmm. your go-to problem solver. Instagram, coffee table book. TikTok, that's the fun side. Um, Facebook's the forum. Okay. So this is the area for people to discuss. Um, and what do people like doing on Facebook? Showing off. They like to show their old school friends how well we're doing in life. Yeah. So my goal was to, okay, we're a car crazy, crazy brand. That was one, you know, that was the name of our TV show for a long time yeah. in America. You know, how do I get the car enthusiasts? What what can I do on Facebook that I can't do on Instagram? And that's pe- get people to reply with pictures of their cars. Yeah. So we're we're a car brand. We love seeing your cars. So every few days, I'll put up a picture of a cool car and be like, right, it's Maguire Shine time. Let's see your cars. And that's by far most successful style of post on. Facebook. And you're still allowed to do that within the new regs, so. Yeah, because yeah. it's this. It's it's not as it's user generated content exactly that yeah um so yeah so that that just became a thing obviously we know how social media is a lot of Instagram posts are regurgitated onto Facebook yep. is the easiest way of doing it but if I'm posting about a car on Instagram I'll just change the text on on um on Facebook and say look it's side shot Sunday let's let's yep. see your side shots let's see your detailing collections let's 
Let's see your front end Fridays. So it's leaning on things that are already a thing and just letting the internet do it for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Facebook's the forum, Instagram's the coffee book table, TikTok's the fun, YouTube's the education. Which you- is your sorry, I was just gonna ask which is your favorite from a moderation point of view, which which is the hardest to keep and you know uh, with the comments and all the rest of it and how many how many do you think you go to bed and sleep well uh the hardest is tiktok because you're consistently i uh, don't know how familiar you guys are with tiktok so i watched oh, it i once. spend about three hours a night on it and <laughs> exactly. then that goodness gracious yeah. video comes on again oh it's three in the morning yes oh, exactly oh, that God. so yeah. your natural so the feed that you see on instagram is the feed from people you follow or people that are paid to put themselves in front of you based on your interests. Yep. The feed on TikTok, you have a choice between people you follow or for you. Now, for you is just people that you don't follow uh, or people that you watch regularly. Mm-hmm. So it's feeding you stuff that it thinks you like based on what you've watched. It's an algorithm-based thing. Exactly yeah. that. So your exposure to people is far greater. And if mm-hmm. you have a video that goes catastrophic, not catastrophic, but, you know, stratospheric, stratospheric thank you, then you're exposed to all these people. So I don't even, the comment side, I'm waiting for someone in the US office to take over comments and stuff because it just gets out of hand. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, you're not expected to respond to them. No. Really. Uh, I did say when I took over, I was like, I'll do all the posting, I'll do the content creation, I'll do the planning, I'll do everything, but someone's got to help me with, mm. with the comments and stuff. Well, you say you're not expected to reply. Quite often we get a message from Paige, you know, and somebody said, oh, when is this available? And then 10 minutes later, there'll be a question mark and another 10 minutes later, a question the, mark. The dreaded question mark. Yeah, and this is at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. It's like, yes. get a life. And yeah, so the the one I'm most comfortable and familiar with is Instagram. That's, yeah. that's I am an Instagram native. Well, you so. don't even use emails. I've seen, so on Waxdoc, we were obviously involved with the guides. Mm-hmm. So we sent emails of all the exhibitors in order to, to make sure we've got the details right. You only operate over Instagram. You're the only professional that I know in our trade who only deals with Instagram. Because I'm always on it. It's just easier. <laughs> uh, I do have an email. Uh, you can reach me on that. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the, tri- tri- the triple M E one. Uh, well, it used to be. So the triple M, obviously 3M. Yeah. Uh, but now it's... Um, what does it stand for? Minnesota Mining... Minerals? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's why it didn't work with the 3M one then, as in I the MMM. Minnesota something. Yeah. I couldn't think what the rest Minnesota of it was. Minnesota mining. I, yeah. I thought you had 3Ms because it was covert and nobody would guess it. <laughs> so that no. makes sense now. I've only just joined those dots. God. Oh, really? That happened to Grant, our new guy in the office. He was yeah. like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no, I'm now dmastermanatmaguires.com. Um All complaints go to that email, please. Okay. Um, so Tom, no. Tom, what's Maguire? Yeah, if you're really angry, to Clark and McGuire, with an E, um, at McGuire's.com. Um, so no, so it is, I'm always on, like, I'm always on one of the platforms. Yeah. So sometimes people want that rapid fire response and it's easier just for me to do it on there. Um, but the dreaded, please, the comment you get, please check your DM. Yes. And, you know, I'm pretty good. Like, I keep on top of that. I believe in good customer service, in any, whether or not I'm talking to someone at a car show, on the phone, or on social media. But I am human, and it mm. is 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, Instagram is pretty easy. Facebook's, Facebook, you know, yeah. it's the same thing. You have angry people, you have 
Happy people, angry yeah, people. But yeah, angry so, people, and there's angry yeah. people as well. Some slightly angrier people over there. Yeah, yeah. but what I liked is you were saying you've done, um, you've recently done some videos, which is to talk about how there are different ways to achieve the same goal, and they've all got their own merits and stuff yes. like that. And you did it with drying a car, wasn't it? Yes. And you did three different ways of drying a car, and it was a sort of, and you'd name them like the CSI version, <laughs> or was that yeah. a QD or something? Or something yeah. Like so we've, we've, I've done two now, and it was a bit of a test pilot thing, and we were getting a lot of comments on our videos about the way I was using a drying yeah and what i have to always remember is people some people don't have jobs and therefore they have a lot of time on their hands <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people that buy our products that care more about their car than they do detailing mm -hmm. so to try and make it a bit more fun and kind of bit poke fun at detailing in general but in a way that we can all say oh that's me i drive my car like that yeah so I did the showman, which was flap the, the thing down with the pinkies up and drag it across the paint. I then did um, the security guard. So you slap it on and pat it down. Yeah. And then the other one was the mathematician where you fold it up because you know you're going to have yeah. drying towels. Was this TikTok? TikTok, TikTok and Reels. Right. Uh, TikTok very much funds our Reels content on, on Instagram. <laughs> and it was just a bit like half fun. I've just, and it, it got good response. Yeah. Like, But we've done different videos where same drying towel and people were commenting saying i can't believe this brand promotes the use of a drying towel still why are you not yeah. using air dryers and you know the only time i've i've ever seen someone in the wild using mm -hmm. air dryers when i was at, uh, i walked in at wax Talk sunday morning and it was the arrive and shine and it was three people in a row all using yeah the, 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 hardcore, of the yeah. hardcore yeah and that's the only time i've ever seen someone use one which is um, fun as long as you've got an electric point right next to where you're <laughs> exactly washing like, your car yeah. and Come you've got and you've got 250 quid to spend on a blower yeah. for your car that you do once every I month. rocket with like a leaf blower yeah. <laughs> one one time but oh but it's not heated and it's not filtered oh. <laughs> so there is that and i respect i'm a detailing enthusiast i've never been a pro detailer it's all self-taught i do it because i enjoy it mm. and i understand that there's people that take it very seriously and enjoy taking it seriously so i respect that but i think sometimes we just need to relax a bit and have a bit of fun and i did another video the other day three different ways to use a detailer because mm -hmm. there is you give anyone a you can a use detailer. them to wash your car you can use them to go and feed the pigs <laughs> exactly <laughs> you can, you, the, you're about to say you can feed yeah. the pigs yeah. <laughs> and i try not to like we're not slate we're not targeting people we're just saying it's a bit like a, a comedy gig yeah they always make the joke of we all have that friend and then you look at your friend and oh it's you and then if you don't have that friend typically it's yourself yeah, yeah i get that um so <clears> it's <throat> kind of that kind of vibe and i did like the hip fire because you're spraying it everywhere because you've got stuff to do um <laughs> the wine taster because you spray it directly to a towel and try a bit first before committing and then the other one was the csi which i do which is the like light mist on the panel checking for fingerprints yeah also the the idiot that holds it back to front and sprays himself in the face <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've done that many times this was hay fever i keep telling you it was hay fever <laughs> so very shiny face there yes. <laughs> slight face. whiff of cochamee there yeah. <laughs> so yes um you can't make content for everyone and we have mm. to, we have to make content for everyone we have to make content that appeases the car enthusiasts we have to make content that kind of strokes the ego of people that love detailing and really being in touch with that and then we have to make content for people that were walking to a stockist and just need something that problem solves mm. so that's the hard part and i think if you ever want to if I ever want to generate comments and engagement, if stats are looking a bit low that week, I'll do a waterless wash and wax post. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll that rile them, won't it? Yeah. You, you know the, the the Monty Python thing, burn the witch. <laughs> I always use that that gif whenever I've posted one because people don't get what we're saying sometimes, and it's the automatic thing of they think that we're saying that this is a replacement for washing your car. Yeah, and we have to be very careful with the the. the the description we use, the text we use, because we're not telling people that. 
we're saying that you know this is for maintaining a dirty clean car so a car that's been cleaned driven to a car show and you don't have access to a yeah. Water. This is safer than using a detailer. I bet so it's one step up from a quick detailer. Correct. It's respect. a heavy duty product that's going to lubricate the surface, encapsulate the dirt and grime, use it with two towels. And I always tell people if the car looks like it needs a wash, give it wash a wash. It. Yeah. Give it a wash. And we've been we've been to the mark with some of the cars we've used waterless wash and wax. But people forget the people that buy those kind of products, they're going to use it on dirty cars because yeah. they live in apartments or they they do not want to water wash their car. So they're not they're not using 25 towels and rolling the towel so it lifts away the dirt no. rather than dragging it. But so, those, those same people are still, they're not obsessing over a perfectly refined and corrected no, car. They think, oh my God, I can wash my car without mm. my bucket and grit guard and stuff like that. So, I mean, we call it the waterless wash and wax. So it's a problem solver. So Why don't call it the rinseless? The rinseless. Because there's we, technically water in that bottle that you're squirting. <laughs> I don't want to be a pedant. No, actually, I'm, I'm lying. I, I, I love being that guy. <laughs> and it's not an SDS sheet. That's an SDS sheet. You just said sheet sheet there, aren't you? Oh, my God. Um, okay, well, before we get too overexcited, mm -hmm. what I think we'll do is we'll wrap up for now and we will come back again with some new topics, including buzzwords. So uh, see you soon. Nice. I hope you've been enjoying the Pro Detailer Magazine podcast. I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that issue 15 is now available at ProDetailerMagazine.com. It is 132 pages packed full of guides and the latest products, the latest hardware, interviews, how-tos, and of course the Graphene Mega Test, not forgetting the showcase cars, in this case the Meguiar's Mercedes and a very cool Volvo 145. Anyhow, back to the podcast. And we're back here up in Daventry with Mr. Dale Masterman of Maguire's UK. Um, we have been talking about social media, and I just wanted to kind of build on that. And if you look back into the mist of times, there used to be some things called forums. There were. Um, so, first of all... Tell us a story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your experience of forums, obviously the biggest in the whole wide world is uh, Detailing World Forum. Correct. Now, as when you were a little scallywag running around, probably in a... What was your sort of early modified cars? We'll get to the 10 questions at some point soon, but um, what was your first car that you My tweaked? My first car was a Mini that I built from an empty shell up. So I was, the, cool. I, was, I was the kid rocking around when everyone was bossing up to local meets in McDonald's in Clio's and Peugeot 36s. I yeah. had a classic Mini that I that I built. You were him. You were I that. was that guy. Yeah. I, yeah. I parked in there, you know, where you put your trolley? Yeah. I, was, I, I could scene park it in there. Um, and you the parked it there on purpose rather than having oh, people course. lift it there and just leave it. <laughs> yeah. it was all the other trolleys that would stove into the back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bit too easily. Bit, bit far too easily. <laughs> I remember back in the day on base, there was a guy who had a uh, Fit Panda and we mm -hmm. used to, uh, an original panda and we used to lift it into this, this old control tower that was long long dust it was right at the other end of the aerodrome um, and we used to lift it side on into the, the three walls of this old control tower and you couldn't possibly get it out because no. it was literally an inch either Perfect. side of it hilarious yes. hilarious I'm doing exactly the same thing with some uh, some vehicle positioning dollies yeah. the back of my old yeah. unit do you remember that yeah place? I do yeah but and guy guy gone away for a race weekend left his money there jacked him up put him in there and he came back on Sunday absolutely knackered and just like <laughs> I think he was in tears <laughs> hilarious I explains why you enjoyed it <laughs> um, so uh, forums were you I mean in those days of your classic mini were you a, a DWR no um, I've never really <laughs> don't hate me anyone I mean you can, uh, join the queue if you join want the, the queue well he hates everybody as a default and <laughs> I, right. I don't do hating um, I was never really 
part of detailing world forum no? or any detailing forum um you were like me a bit more did you did you look no no oh you didn't even look didn't even look no um what about lurker? like piston heads more general car forums were you on that no, <laughs> I'm the worst. Did you, did you have a computer? <laughs> yeah. So no, my I got involved when I was when I had my Volkswagen, my my Beetle. I was part of like I was on the typical dub forums there where you'd use Photo Bucket and everyone was obsessed with making cool signatures. Yes, and flick art. And, and, and exactly like that. Um, no, I, I I kind of ventured more into the world of like YouTube for my detailing mm-hmm. um, information. Um, I was far more interested in watching uh, kind of like Hoonigan videos. Yes. Not that they have anything to do with detailing, but like, you know, when the whole Ken Block, you know, big story He's narrative awesome. stuff He's came out. Loads of Subarus. Have you seen the latest Subaru they've done? Classic, like DL style. I haven't seen that. Oh. I've seen the Porsche, oh, the, the pink yes, Porsche that's thing. Hardcore. That's yeah. the next level. So, no. Um, Did you just read Max Power? No, my fast big car? my big brother had fast car, um, yeah. fast car and max power. Um, I was very much I like, I liked kind of like a ultra VW. Um, I, I would always just like steal my brother's magazines. Um, or, and, the, and the car mags. And the car mags, yeah. And um, I like like custom car, hot rod magazines. I like that kind of stuff. Um, I was very lucky enough to be raised on the world of um, like peak Discovery Channel as as a, a early teen, like young. So every Monday I'd watch like American Hot Rod, American Chopper. That was my education to car world. Um, I love American Chopper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to think a, th- a chair thrown at them this exactly week? Exactly that. Um, <laughs> Um, so no, and I used to watch like Pin My Ride. So I was very much, I, I was very much a TV car person. I mm-hmm. liked all that stuff. So I seen it when Fast and Loud come out and stuff like that, and obviously Wheeler Dealers and, yeah. and things West like Coast that. Customs, West Coast Customs, West Coast Customs, all stuff like that. Um, to now, you have like Texas Metal um, and all those kind of shows. So forums were never really a thing for me at okay. all. Um, and from a Meg's point of view, did you ever sponsor DW? I believe back in the day um, we did yeah. have some sponsorship um, on DW detailing world i believe we even had a Maguire section yeah, um, yeah but it's something that when i joined the brand wasn't really u- utilized that much um yeah. i think part of my role was just checking it every now and then but it's something <laughs> that kind of the busier that you know we're very we're a big company but a small team yeah and we were kind of prioritizing you know things in other directions uh, you know i've got more time to spend on you know days in the bay and stuff like that and the forum stuff just started to kind of fizzle out for us a little bit and it can take a lot of time i remember talking to kelly harris who said he spent hours doing these write-ups and getting back to things like that and yeah. it's just like for him it was useful at those days but i think now exactly i hate to say it and and such is the way of a forum you can't just answer a question there must be a discussion yes so <laughs> and followed by an argument exactly by, that. By, i know where you live it, yeah and i haven't got enough bandwidth <laughs> to no. deal with that on yeah. a daily basis so so but you can at least ban people from forums you can't ban people from facebook you can block them you can it. block yeah but this leads on to the consumer being more demanding so uh, looking back into the mists of time um there we go um see my, <laughs> these buttons do something <laughs> yeah my first car was a th- my first proper car was a 306 hdi and i would spend uh, what was your first weekend. improper car uh, it was a ford fiesta 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, because you didn't have electric windows like I did. No, no. We, I had a ninety-five M with four gears. Yeah, um, but the uh, thing is, so education-wise, on detail, it was minimal. But I still went to Alfords and I picked mm -hmm. up stuff. And if it had been a bad week, I would have grabbed some Comma. If it was all right, I would have grabbed some Autoclim. And if I'd had a bumper one, I would have got some uh, paste wipe from Megs. And yeah. I've still got the very first. It was called, I think, Tech Wax Two or something like that. Yep. And it's had it was green with a with a um, Fast and Furious style RX Seven mm -hmm. on the front of it. Um, and I've still got that now. And it still tastes just the same. Um, <laughs> yeah. And but in terms of education, it was very much trial and error, self-teaching. I did cock up a lot. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I went through the paint many, many times. Mm -hmm. um, but that's it, it, at the time I was driven by fancy pants labels, by claims of things like Carnauba, and that's pretty much it. Now, the default consumer, I reckon, the level of education of your average have a go Henry home. I'm going to put very much in brackets, detailer, but home car care person. Um, you realise when you do that, your fingers, they can't see that. <laughs> no, but, no, that's true. Just say um, bunny ears. Bunny ears. Everyone knows what that means. Okay. I've, I've your been, bunny ears detail. I'm being, I'm being led astray here. Um, but nowadays, people have a greater level of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And in the olden days, when I first was working in the car care product side of things, it shows people come up and say, well, I want a shampoo, I want a wax. Now I'm having people coming up and saying, oh, I want to have a pH neutral shampoo, or I want to get your advice on a type of pre-wash. The, the questions are more advanced. Are you finding, as Maguire's at the shows, and obviously you do 40 shows a year, so you've mm -hmm. got a hell of an experience of it, that consumers are being much more demanding and technically able, whereas previously they just wanted to talk about the trunnions on their MGB? Correct. Um, people's access to information with regards to detailing is is the most it's ever been, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, especially during lockdown. We've, especially in the uh, classic car community, mm. um, they're a very finickety kind of DIY community anyway. They love working on their own cars. So during, especially during lockdown, we've had so many people that um, when we're back at shows now more regularly, they're like, oh, we, we found out about your detailing one-on-one -on -one series during lockdown. We watched the videos and we learned about detailing during lockdown. So people's expectation of a product is far more greater than it ever used to be. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so we have a lot more people coming up to their stand already knowing what they want, essentially. Um, we still have the people that have no idea um, we still get the what's the difference between a polish and a wax and yeah. that's what I love about my job because you're speaking to so many different people um, so yeah people's you know you go back it's, it's always it's the fairy liquid yeah. comment isn't it, it is, um, yeah. and now you're getting less of that and people do come with they have scenarios okay well my car's been coated what can I use to mm -hmm. keep that safe um, I don't want to cause any swells or you know what is a spray wax you know and so yeah it is great to have not just the same conversation at every show about how do I remove scratches from my car do you find that and, and this is a flip side thing is and I think based on a story you're telling us off, off mic was how uh, somebody was it was at the I think classic car show came and asked about uh, they've got a, you've got a ceramic wax and they said oh yeah I coat the car with a ceramic wax and I tell everybody it's been ceramic coated as a consequence and you're sitting there going no please don't do that do you find the level of miseducation has increased people who have who think they know it all but are actually very wrong yeah and there's a people that take the word ceramic and think it kind of blankets everything so you mean the marketing department yes uh, yep. people like it. Uh, no but like so people's perception of so, so they can't so they look at our hybrid ceramic liquid wax mm -hmm. they want to know why is that that amount of money? And then my friends just paid, paid five hundred pounds or whatever it is yeah. to have it coated. They they're like, well, I want the same 
I want the same protection. That's only given me that much, but he's getting years out of this one. It's yeah. like, well, they're not. How do you pay five hundred pounds for it? How do you? This is this is an interesting point. Is how do you explain that while still remaining cool and interesting? Because every time somebody asks me a question of that nature, mm-hmm. I go, "Well, make yourself comfortable. Have a cup of tea, <laughs> and we're going to spend the next thirty minutes talking about this." Yeah. Now, some people like it. Others, you know, have, have, have called law enforcement, and, and it's just a matter of how do you keep it cool but informative enough to prevent that sort of a problem. Mm. Uh, I'm always straight up honest with them. I said, look, it's not a coating. This is an accessible wax using hybrid ceramic properties. So, you know, I I said it to you guys earlier, it's minimum effort, maximum satisfaction. So it's finding out my key goal working any show is to find out... grinder again, aren't we? (laughs) So, you know, the, the typical question, what is your best wax? Like, you have to find out what that person expects from that wax. Do you want high gloss level? Do you want long-lasting protection? Do you want something like our frame on wax that's going to give you a little bit of correction, gloss enhancement and some protection? Um, there's someone that's actually just looking for a polish to just use the right words. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really interesting, like, the term polish. You know, we always use that uh, stereotype, what's your best polish, mate? You know, we use it in our po- yeah. posts all the time. You know, some people say polish because they want to remove swirls and scratches or, you know, they want to... They, they just use that term because yeah. that's a physical action on the car. Well, we get it when people phone up. They say, oh, I want somebody to give my car a good polish. Exactly. And, and are we talking about a full three-stage correction here? We're just talking about slapping on some wax. Exactly. So we still have people that have no idea mm-hmm. um, with regards to detail, and that's great. And that's why we do up to 40 shows a year. But we have... You know, we do our free seminars here for clubs. So if you were part of the Subaru Earners Club, you can come for a free morning at Maguire's, get in the belay, pay them some products. And there's always that one person in the group that's... The nominated in, detailing expert. In their expert, mind, the, yeah. the, the, the detailing expert. So you get some people that come for an argument and want to look good in front of their friends. And you get some people that are just open-minded, have probably used another brand for several years and mm-hmm. they've heard about Maguire's, um, they've seen us at shows and want to learn about us. So it's great. Uh, we, we never stop trying to educate like mm. that's the grind work Maguire's puts in it's all about educating core enthusiasts because um, that's like the grassroots yeah and you start there and then you expand out and one thing with Megs and you're by no means alone with this um, I think probably chemical guys are the biggest offenders but you have for example if we take the example of QDs how many QDs do you have in the Megs range in the consumer range so we have uh, I oh you right know you're already bringing it down how yeah. many QDs in all <laughs> the ranges does Megs make fair few um, so if we, if we just funnel it down, I mean, obviously the one in the pro range is the one everyone likes, the last touch detailer, which yep. is fantastic. Um, so Maguire's like they bought speed detailers to the to the you know yep. to the world of detailing a long time ago. Final finish, the old uh, mirror glaze range, exactly that. Um, and then it moved into like fast finish for the consumer range and stuff like that, um, which then the name fast finish was used for a protection products anyway. So we have our traditional red. Um, detailer yep. which we've had forever and a day now when people do come to our stand so they see the red quick detailer they see the gold plastic quick detailer they see the ultimate quick detailer and then they see the ceramic detailer so the easiest way to put it is in a timeline for people like Maguire's is one big timeline you've seen our products like from the early 90s from our gold class that was our first kind of delve into premium car care so it's yeah. Canuba based products that utilize synthetic properties so Whenever I'm explaining people, so the red detail it is pure lubrication for clay. If you if you have a matte finish and you want to detail it, uh, it's, it's not the, the, the crystal range, the, the, uh, the burgundy one. The burgundy range yeah. is like the deep crystal range. Yeah. So pure lubrication, 
maintenance, the red one. Mm-hmm. Gold class is a great gloss enhancer. It's not going to provide any water beading and protection. It's just a nice mist and wipe um, detailer. Great for kind of solid non-metallics or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then we had the NXT that came out yep. during the, the the Fast and Furious period. That was our kind of first like fully synthetic range. The smell of performance Vauxhall shows. Exactly yes, that. It. Exactly that. <laughs> that so, and breach parole. So <laughs> if you look at that and the ultimate detailer, they are full on water beading gloss enhancers. Yeah. Um, and then the hybrid ceramic um, is great for matte finishes because our, our hybrid ceramic range doesn't really enhance gloss. It's all about protection. Yeah. Um, so we would always advise, we've, we've, pre- we've re- recently done a video about how to detail down your matte finish so we use that detailer as a problem solver uh, but it's also used it's very lubricated so it's great for a hybrid ceramic clay pad um, which is the new uh, kind of clay system for Hang us on, a hybrid ceramic clay pad yes ceramic clay pad so the, my brain m- is starting to go fuzzy wuzzy <laughs> the start of many arguments for us on social media so the hybrid ceramic part is the detailer. It just comes as a kit, so the hybrid ceramic series. clay kit. Right. Yeah. So the reason is if someone's looking for a one-step kind of like they want to quickly do a quick correction with the clay pad, the detailer will offer a bit of protection for you. That's the point. Okay. But the reason we use that detailer with that clay pad is because it needs more lubrication and there's a higher there's a higher like, lubricity to that detailer compared to the others. Gotcha. So that's why that one exists. So for me, my, my personal favourite um, is the ultimate detailer yeah that's just always been my go-to um that's black bottle isn't it yeah black bottle with a with a yellow lid um recently um a lot of the ultimate range have gone for a formula change and performance change so new triggers um new formulations i can see you got the i've seen those triggers before actually they're 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 decent triggers yeah really nice satisfying mist yeah um, to them so we are so cool aren't we (laughs) and then you know, there's, there's the flip side to that as well. So we still get people ask us, what's the difference between a quick wax and a detailer? Yeah. So for us, you know, a detailer is a great maintenance product. Yes, it's going to get, it's a, it's a satisfactory, it's an emotional product. People like using detailers because it smells great. It's instant gratification. A quick wax, it's not a replacement for waxing your car. It's kind of a boost for your existing wax. Now, I wouldn't drive to a car show and maintain it with a quick wax. I'd maintain with a detailer waterless and then boost protection with a quick wax. Um, so yes, yeah, so whenever we are at shows and events, we do go through the scripture of okay, well, why do you have so many shampoos? Um, the easiest way is just to put it in situations. Um, yeah, I mean, in all these cases, I, the weird thing, you know, we all know the answers to this. Mm-hmm. So it's more more about. Uh, do you think this is a result of better educated people and coming to you, uh, better educated in terms of detailing, coming to you and saying, right, I want a shampoo with zero gloss enhancers mm-hmm. because I've got a Mac car, or I want a QD that is creating anti-static properties or something. Like, you know, people are asking for more, so you're like, crap, we've got to create more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, people's expectations of products are way more than they ever used to be. So yeah. the the products we develop, like there's a big trend of products that give the car protection through the washing process. All of a sudden there was a demand for that in yeah. the car care world. So that's why we have our hybrid ceramic spray wax. You know, it's applied to a wet surface, it's spread using the water. And I still get weekly phone calls of people that have bought it and they, they're still trying to work their head around of what's why I'm using this during the washing process or can i use it dry and yes you know you do need to use it during the washing process if you try and use it dry it's a very thick substance you're going to be wiping it a lot so yeah they a lot of people see the word ceramic and they just automatically buy it because their friends had their car ceramic coated coated, so they they automatically have a perception of what that product's going to do for them. The other element with all the labelling, and and also, I mean, this, again, we're working into the the buzzwords Uh sign here, is that 
We see buzzwords more commonly on, on retail products. By no means are Meguiar's um, the, the worst offenders on this one. We've had some recent information, another large American manufacturer who had gone through a kind of a rebrand and rethink. And just reading the label, literally, it's like there's a law that has to be a buzzword every three words. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's the, old, the old way of doing SEO, isn't it? You have to have a keyword yeah. every, every third <laughs> word, otherwise you, you won't feature on Google. If you don't have your keywords in, in your description, people won't pick up your product and buy it. So the question is, if you can't beat them, join them. Is that an element of it? Or what? The problem is, I do feel for you, because if you don't have those buzzwords, and you're sat there on, in Halfords on the shelf and there's somebody there who, and I think it's frankly criminal in some cases with the sort of things that they're claiming. Uh-huh. And it was ever thus. I mean, what, 10 years ago, it was people putting buttermilk squash and, you know, unicorn sperm into these things to try and sort of make it sound <laughs> special and making up products and chemicals. Uh-huh. But even now, you go in Halfords and, or, or, or other high street stores and you see these side by side. In a way, if it didn't have all those buzzwords on it, you'd think it's the poor relation, even if it is actually the better product in a different bottle. So it's, it's a battle, it's, isn't it? It's survival of the, uh, <laughs> of the most, most marketed. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> this is what it is. And and yes, you have to jump on trends and you have to be seen to join in and bring something new to the table. We're very lucky that we're a brand that's seen many yeah, <laughs> many changes. Well, this is it. You've got more heritage than 99% mm-hmm. of other brands. In fact, I'm trying to think, I think it was Sonex or something has origins a little bit before you guys, but right. n- not doing car care stuff because obviously, you know, cars mm-hmm. weren't a kind of a thing in the 1800s. Um, but I wonder... Simonize. Simonize, that's yeah. the one. That's the one. The question is, though is how much did your heritage mean to your buyers, say, 10, 15 years ago, and how much does it still mean? Because some people will think, oh, they've been around 100 years and they've got to be, got to be good. Other people, particularly the young, probably, look, my granddad's been around 100 years and he's, 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 he's not working anymore. Yeah. Um, he's entirely broken. The heritage, we've only been in the UK 20 years. Yeah. Um, which so is weird. I, I, I know, right? Yeah. I feel like I've been around forever. I, I would presume you were around when I was born, which was <laughs> 40 years ago. And people that are into car care and into detailing have always known about Maguire's. Mm. And there's there's people that come to, you know, we all like a regime as detailing mm. enthusiasts. We we have a plan, we have a thing, and we stick to it. We're very it's, it's very rare that someone diverts from that. So we'll have people that have always come to our stand and always buy the same products. That's great. We, yeah. we provide that for them. We, when it, we don't. You know, there's products we don't take to shows because we're only there's only so much we can get on a van, and we're always developing new things. But we we stick to the core, and we know that there's core products that people enjoy using. Um, obviously, in America, we've been around since the start because mm-hmm. you know we were started in America. Well, pretty much the start of America. We, yeah, yeah. So I think that they're you know they're very much seen like if you if you were to stereotype the Maguire's image in mm-hmm. America it's kind of like Barrett Jackson it's mm. it's the old school hot rod good guys community um we we've adapted better to try and talk to the younger audience um in the UK in the, the UK yeah. yeah so that's why the US leans on our content a bit more and that's why they talk to us more about car culture and integrate even though they've been in car culture and they you know for for a better words probably started a lot of it I was about to say arguably they're they're more established yes um but like I say, we attend far more modified car shows than they do. Um, we still do a lot of classic car shows. Mm-hmm. Um, we still speak to, we try and speak to every age generation. And, you know, you mentioned the Deep Crystal Burgundy mm-hmm. range. There's still people that have this one step one, two and three and will only have... When he tried to discontinue a few years ago and found you couldn't because people kept on going. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well, well, I need to refill this bottle. <laughs> well, you, you, you got all emotional about your number seven or something. Oh, number seven. Oh, yeah. Don't. There's not a week go by I, didn't, I don't get an email about number seven. 
Yeah, he's got. You've got a cupboard with a sum in. You. Bought. I've got. I've got like four bottles still. Mm. Yeah. Tom, I, I undisclosed address. Yeah. Tom has a secret stash of the NXT detailer, speed detailer, yeah. that is slowly dwindling. Oh, is that no more? That's no more. Yeah. However, I do take great pleasure when somebody turns around and says, oh, what can I use for this sort of really dried out single stage paint? I go, uh, you could use this, but you can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like me, like my favourite wax is still the OG, the cleaner wax. Yeah. I just have such a soft spot for that wax. And that was like the first consumer one we did. Um, you look at the kind of how how things have changed, the new cleaner wax would be our three-in-one wax. Yeah. Okay. This, this is where the, if you like, the marketing technique from America is actually quite intelligent what they've done over the years because you were saying before they you they sound tend surprised to, they, no 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 they, they <laughs> tend to appeal to sort of the hot rod guys mm-hmm. and sort of the older generation what's the what's the first polish you used uh well I, I'm, I'm going to call it srp srp has a polish first polish srp it's going to be either srp or t-cut mm. yes. and why is that it's because it's in your dad's shed correct yeah. getting people to come on with a product that they they've kind of got a generational um, link with mm-hmm. that's actually quite an intelligent way of getting people hooked on a brand in the first place because you're not trying to sell them something out of the blue you're basically using their pa- their parents or some of that to, mm-hmm. to sell them so your product drug already. addiction through the through the ages mm-hmm. no. and and it's it's kind of like the flip now there's so many younger brands um that are digital native brands and that are great for inter- you with the keywords digital native <laughs> so th- there's a lot of brands that introduce younger people um to detailing and i know that maguire's we are on a slightly higher um kind of like price range of the spectrum um, oh, compared no. to some of the some of the more independent ones we can be you can be but yeah. i don't I, I i still question if you look at the premium options out there I think Megs is. I mean, we do in various mega tests that you guys mm. have been in. Prices, you've never lost points on on price. Oh, okay. So yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too concerned about. It. I appreciate when it's in the high street, there are more people taking pieces of the pie than there yes. are in direct sales from a garage through an <laughs> internet site. So I totally take you there. But what's good is, you know, these the younger brands bring, you know, them into detailing, and then once they've tried stuff like that, they see a bigger brand, more established, kind of old school, and then they kind of like move on to us. Um, so it's. It, yeah, it's, it's kind of like the flip reverse of that now. So now yeah. you're trying to get the, the dads and the granddads to go and nick it out of their children's shed. Exactly Instead, that. It, It's just reversing the, uh, it's mm-hmm. the, it's the old switcheroo. Yeah. Well, oh, speaking of harking back, I've just seen, so we're in your kind of uh, office, you call it conference room, which has got yes. a, a very cool sort of hexadecimal table here. Um, but you've got what looks like a harking back, Maguire's furniture polish, furniture cleaner, lemon oil cleans. What, what, what? What's all that about? Yeah. I mean, if you look to your left, you can see like we have a fender instrumental kit um down underneath the trophies right um, yeah i thought you were drawing attention to those we've got about two dozen trophies set here. <laughs> yeah, all these things been won <laughs> um so yeah so people for people that don't know um we started out as a furniture polish company uh and then come the 1930s we moved into making products for the assembly line uh for the boom of people you know buying the model t this and new rest, thing yeah. called the, the the car that was more accessible to the everyday person so yeah um we started out as that we don't make anything like that anymore we don't do any mold release or anything like that it's something we have done in the past um but if you look uh obviously people listening can't see but you can see there there's an og bottle of mirror bright yeah now a few years ago we bought out the mirror bright range very much to celebrate how old we are but also kind of at, at that time, people, there was a big boom on record players and bespoke mm. coffee making and stuff yeah. like that. So it kind of fit into Retro that. Retro cool. yeah, Exactly. Yeah. That. Check shirts. Exactly. Yeah. That. A lot of flannel, stuff yeah. like that, like um, the 
the race of gentlemen in New Jersey, that kind of thing really hit. So we, we made this range that was accessible to people that really didn't know us. And they're all kind of dual purpose products that weren't our top performing, but mm-hmm. they were nice and accessible. And that's something that's we've always stuck by, you know, we make detailing accessible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yes, there is things in here from, from the oldie worldy past. But are they are they generally old bottles, or is that a re a rehash just as a sort of yeah, nostalgia trip? A bit of both. Um, I think there was a time when those bottles were in in circulation, um, wow. just not anymore. Yeah. Cool. That is cool. Well, I think the time has come for our ten questions, so I'm just going to dig out our ten questions here. Before we do ten questions, we did actually speak before about tips for people for social media. Yes. Do you have, because you, you did all your fancy courses and everything like that. And <laughs> yeah. frankly, you've, you've got a bit of dominance on social media now anyway with, with, mm-hmm. with, with the McGuire side of it. So have you got three tips for people who are maybe thinking of getting into TikTok or want to try and boost their presence on Instagram? Anything that you can offer out there? Yeah. It, I think we kind of covered it earlier. It's understanding what each platform's doing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's understanding where your education's going, where your fun side's going, and where your cool stuff's going, and which one gets the most attention. I always describe uh, content like TikTok and Reels, uh, fast food. It's fast food mm-hmm. content. It's cheap and easy. We can get it. We can get it done daily. Whereas something like our YouTube channel is a bit more high end. Um, kind of dinner is it, second date stuff. It takes a lot of prep. Yeah. It takes a lot of prep. People are going there for a committed amount of time. Like I don't watch a YouTube video if it's shorter than fifteen minutes. Like I, I like going to YouTube to watch something and learn something. It's it's what people are piping through their tellies now. So they're correct. You know they're literally sitting down in their their living room and instead of watching, I don't know Inspector Morse, they're watching a couple of YouTube videos. Yeah. When when I when I was doing my CIM, my digital marketing stuff, um, I'm not unfortunately, I'm very dyslexic. Yeah. So my reading and writing non-existent you're a fellow member of the dna exactly so i learned everything um from watching video essays on youtube because that's the kind of that's how i intake information so i try and create content that's to the point not over lecturous it's it's short snappy it's how i like to intake information so it's understanding kind of how to how you tell the message in a way that's not you know, 20 minutes long when it could be. I always use the phrase, um, say it in a sentence rather than a paragraph. You know, mm-hmm. get to, I know I'm kind of waffling a bit here trying to explain myself. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's, so it's that. So it's understanding that not not all content is equal. So don't expect every post you do during your day or your week to be equal. Understand that some of them are your like magnets, some of them your education, some of them are your um, yeah, promotion. Now, stuff like Reels for us kind of ticks all three boxes. You know, Reels um, is a great growth driver for us. Um, and we're showing people how to use the product. So we're educating, we're showing the product, we're promoting, mm-hmm. and it's giving us a lot of reach and engagement. So it's our like magnet. So it's understanding, you know, that kind of core. That's key. That's key. Alrighty. So if we now, now these are quick fire, which are notoriously not that quick, but we will see what we can do. Um, what is your current car? It's an Octavia VRS. And what colour is it? The that, very green one. That's not the. That, that's not actually on the list. I just wanted uh, to put that. Rally out green. Is Rally green. Term. Very bold. Yes. Uh, now, what's your dream car? Thirty-two Ford. Uh, that's a hot rod, is it? Yes, I'm a I'm a redneck at heart. Uh, okay. Okay. 
That's cool. 32 Ford. So would that be chopped with big rims and a, and a big block up front or is uh, that a Mopar? I don't very, know. very kind of like um, Bonneville style. Yeah. So kind of artillery wheels. Um, would you have white walls? No. Okay. Oh, that was, that was fun. That was, you're not in the white wall camp. Not in the white wall camp. No. Okay. Just get some Tipex. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the first car you ever detailed? Not necessarily professionally, but just you kind of got, you know, really down and dirty. When with. I felt that I'd gone from the point of just trying car care to actually die. It'd be yeah. my own uh, Volkswagen New Beetle that I did. New Beetle, that one. Cool. Um, personal question. Mm-hmm. How many buckets do you like to use when you're... Three. Three buckets. One for the wheels and obviously two for the bodywork. Standard, standard. Uh, rotary or DA? DA. Do Megs do a rotary? We don't. Not anymore? No. We, we have our... 3M still do the rotary because I think yeah, we stopped I'd, that uh, Yeah, well, 3M have one. rotary machines because obviously their world is body shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of their but many worlds. Their original grey one, I think, they stopped doing that oh, really? a little yeah. while ago. Well, I've got that. That's my rotary. And it, mm. it, it, yeah, it makes a howling noise mm. when it runs. It's... Well, my, my experience with I'm rotaries... Go, I'm going to stop going down this route before I break an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, oh, I think I signed something about talking about the next part of this. So, oh, carry on. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, coating or a wax? Wax. I'm an old school wax. I kind of predicted Paste that as one. well. No wrong answer. Ferrari or Porsche? Porsche. There is a wrong answer. Subaru or Mitsubishi? Subaru. Good man. Uh, now, this is going to be a tricky one for you. Flex or Rupes? I admire them both for their benefits. <laughs> Mr. Diplomat and Dale the Diplomat. Is my uh, phone going? I'm aware shirt? of their existence. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's good for you. <laughs> Come on. Have you used either of them? Uh, yes. So when I joined Maguire's for like training, I was obviously exposed to different machines and, and using different exposed things. Them. Like, so exposed I was myself. showing them. Yeah, I was taken to a secret location. <laughs> and We dripped a little bit of auto-glimmer just to see if you would respond. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the um, the little nano. The now hybrid nano? Yeah, all day long. You like a little cool. hybrid nano. And there's, strangely, no direct competition from a Maguire's product. Exactly. So that works very tight, isn't it? That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, final question. Uh, you have a nice sunny Sunday, but not extreme sun. Do you go for a drive or do you spend the time in a driveway on your knees? Probably uh, with your car. No, you've got to go for a drive. Go oh, somewhere right. like Caffeine and Machine on a Sunday. Nice. Yeah. Nice, indeed. Cool. Well, look, Dale, it has been awesome fun interviewing you. Thank um, you very much for having me. Wow. Well, we came to you, to be fair. So. <laughs> it's having each other. <laughs> it's just when you're going to release the house. Um, and we are going to go and take some photos. So this is a, a little, as I say, a little featurette that we're doing in the mag is we're going to be looking at manufacturer project cars and Megs is perhaps the most prolific. So maybe Auto Finesse has tipped you in numbers, I don't know, but it's going to be a close one. Yeah, because you cannot be a car care brand now without a show car. The, them's the rules. Well, I keep on telling you this, but yet we don't have a classic Colin McRae and Pratza here. So, you know. <laughs> no, we just don't have a show car no we've got <laughs> we've got lots we've of cars got lots of cars <laughs> don't want to show them to anyone <laughs> no um do you want to buy a renault <laughs> yeah, yeah speak to tom he might need some bits that's true yeah. it is same generator i mean it's less butch than his but <laughs> but anyway and so the two cars we've got your mercedes tell us briefly about your mercedes just before we go so it is a 1971 w115 i <clears> know <throat> uh, i'm gonna give you the chassis number <laughs> don't i i had to take it to a mercedes concord day and i've never been so nervous because i am with your Purely style roof. over substance when it comes yeah. to show cars. They're going to eat you alive. Yeah, and they were asking me about like which like pipes it was running in the engine bay and stuff like that, which I didn't know. I said, um, I've got air ride, baby, go it, away. It, it's a, a very heavily customised um, 
old Mercedes, um, which I've done in the style of a 1970s show car. So lots of brown, lots of greens. Yeah, it's sort of cowpat brown. What, what What's the actual name of the... So it's actually... So the main colour on the bodywork is Copper Sunset, which is a Peugeot colour. It's like their 308 mm-hmm. like SUV. Right. And then the roof is done in root beer candy. That is... It's, it's got a cool sparkly roof. Yeah, actually. and it's been laced as well. So I was going to say, is that, is that hairnet curtains over the top? It's, it's literally about. So when we, when we were doing the build, you know, we were driving around all around near the paint shop going to all these fabric shops like looking at the right lace for the right uh for the right styles so sounds like an excuse to me does sound like an excuse yeah. doesn't it and then the lady behind the counter when we were asking for like several meters of it looked very <laughs> confused looks over her glasses um, <laughs> and um from a mechanical point of view it's slammed on air rides yes you've got some kind of cool wheels are they yeah are they? so they're one of one so i worked with a company called detroit steels yeah um heavy clang i met them at sema um, <laughs> I was going. I was, I was going a different way. It sounds like a sort of a, a, a never mind, like kind of a modern Chippendales. But anyway, yes. Detroit so, Steel. So they are custom wheels, um, and it is on air ride. Mm-hmm. Um, Gear shifter looks a little bit cool. So yeah, so it's a, yeah. You wouldn't want to sit on that. It is a three-speed automatic, uh, but that was a. It's a. It, it's a, like a tiki. Like the old tiki the style design, uh, pinstriping brush, yeah. um, given to me as a gift by the guy that painted it. Oh, cool. um, and the cool thing is, I painted the wheels myself as part of the, the project, um, which was pretty cool to get back in the booth and do some paint spraying. Were you going for Matt? Yes, yeah, yes, it wasn't an accident, <laughs> and that's why I did it because it wasn't gloss. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was the first car I did independently. Uh, was the previous build, so Double the cop car, the yeah. van, and and the pickup truck were done with mine and me, me and myself and Tom. Uh, me myself and, and me Tom. myself and Tom. Yeah, I, there was always a third uh, movie mindset. coming out next year. Exactly. <laughs> and then the boss actually came to us and said, "Why don't you try?" Going building a car ways. each, yeah. yeah. And the good thing about it is, me and Tom are two very different car people. Yes. So out of that, you get two very different cars, which can go to two very different car shows at a weekend. Um, so the the builds are very much on brand. We try and make them Maguire, so they always look good. And there's no rat, you know, mat, ratty kind of cars. Or yeah. paint is we, the key. You can see the theme as well because yours is very pimp. Yours is seventies mm. pimp. Pimpermobile, mm-hmm. whereas Tom's... Do you have a wide brim hat and a I do, fur, yeah, fur consistently. Go with it. Yeah, so I, I spin a cane everywhere I walk. That's exact, that's what I was saw. Was that Renault Five? I'm thinking I want half an ounce of white stuff. <laughs> you know, that's that's the look there. So it's interesting, interesting scope. But yeah. that, that's really cool. And now, please tell me, you put a nice big honking V8 in that, and it's got some proper coilover. No, you've got air. No, I've got air suspension. No engine work because um, we get a very modest budget. We we never really get as much as people think we do. Um, and then the next one after that was so you're talking to somebody here with a Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one after that was my Jaguar S-Type. Yep. And again, I've talked to you about through this podcast about me being slightly awkward and having to do something different from the norm. Yeah, that is kind um, of reputation, yeah. Yeah, so I did an S-Type because I'd never seen one on a show field and I don't think you'll ever see one again. Yeah. Um, but not many people know that you could get a supercharged V8. I did. I, nearly, I would have bought one if it was less money than it was 20 years ago. Exactly. Years so I've got the supercharged V and I've done that in the style of a 1960s Mark I uh, kind of Jaguar kind yeah. of race car. I wanted to celebrate heritage. And when I pitched the idea to my boss, I said I want to build something that can go to the youth modified shows, but also works with our older demographic. Mm. So let me build something that I can work with the Jaguar Enthusiast Club. I can go to their club events, be on their team calls and stuff like that. And that's really helped us uh, really reconnect with that kind of older sector. Well, look, when the next project comes along, if you want to hit the kind of the agricultural <laughs> slash traveling community market, I'm, I'm big in Subarus and okay. we can, you know, we can knock together a can legacy combine. estate. Yeah, yeah, we could we could go 
window lifted as well, which would be cool. <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, we are in danger of talking for many, many hours yes. about cars, which is great for a us, dangerous but thing to terrible do. for our yeah. listeners. Um, so anyway, thank you very much, Dale. It's been a pleasure. And no it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.